I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Are you judging my podcast voice? No, it's good. It's a good voice. <laughs> We're back with part two. We said we'd be back with a post-wedding podcast episode, and here we are. Say hello to my husband. Last time I introduced you as my fiance. Right. And you hate that word, so how's husband? Good. How do you like that? Way better than fiance <laughs> and boyfriend. Yes. Much better. Okay, shall we just jump into it? Yes, question one. Okay, I think this is like, and everyone's going to hear Penny hacking up in the background, but I think this is kind of like the most obvious question, but here it is, is favorite part of our wedding day? Mm. We should both answer this. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. I think the dance was really fun. Worked pretty hard on the playlist, and I think it all worked out pretty good. Sounded good, super loud. The dance was a lot of fun. That's your favorite part of the day? Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Wow. Like, the pictures was pretty fun, too. The getting ready was just kind of stressful. The pictures was a lot of fun. Your getting ready was stressful? Well, it was like I was locked into a room. I yeah. couldn't do anything. Was, and then I had to like frantically get ready because I couldn't get at my like clothes and stuff. Well, you see, we were all getting ready in our house. Right. And so that's why he was like kind of summoned to the bathroom or his bedroom or whatever. But okay, so the question, favorite part of your day, that was the dance portion yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We ended on a high note with Karma by Taylor Swift. That was the last song of the night. Or no, it was Antihero. Yeah, it was. Or Karma, one of them. At one point I knew. I think we are both still tired post-wedding and post-honeymoon. It was your request. There was only, there was we had a strict no requests rule, and then we request... At the end, I was throwing in requests. Yeah. But, like, the bride is a loud request. Right. So we made that happen. We also made... There were several Taylor Swift Teenage songs. Dirtbag by Wheatus. That was the other song that we allowed <laughs> into the request. Were you upset about that? No, I thought that was... Everyone loved there that. There was only, like, six of us. So yeah. Like, if you can't play a song for one of the six people that were laughing. Yeah. It went until 2.30 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good night it was a great yeah, day and i really appreciate that you stayed till the bitter end of course it was my... i always thought that that would be everyone's like well what are you gonna do are you gonna go everyone thought i was going home early everyone i think thought... everyone assumed yeah for sure that you were gonna go home like at midnight or something like that oh my gosh and then it was like well then i have to go home and so i mean I like everyone listening to the episode right now obviously they know I'm a huge grandma and I go to bed at 10 p.m every night but seriously on my wedding day 
obviously I was gonna like if yeah if people were dancing until 5 a.m I would have been there yeah but I thought 2 30 was pretty appropriate yeah you know, we were all like was... pretty tired we were the last ones on the dance floor it was a great time my favorite part of the day was I really really loved how we did our vows in private just like us plus the photographer and videographer but I really loved that moment like that was I don't think I could choose one favorite moment but if I had to if I was being put on the spot that would probably be it that was just something that will be like forever like in my head I really loved that it was special yeah that's a good one yeah so next question was if you could change something about the day what would it be anything I think you know my answer what is it the flies <laughs> so we had a little bit of a fly issue and like little bit is it was a major catastrophe a pretty huge understatement <laughs> we tried a lot of different things and i think some of them maybe ended up attracting more flies than... <laughs> so we were frantically trying to open the tent flaps and get like a breeze but then it was too windy so other things were blowing around so without a doubt that's the one thing other than that the whole day was perfect except for the for the plague of flies that we had during dinner. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Like, I even made an uh, Instagram reel. And in so, like, one of my bridesmaids, Sophie, who she'll be listening to this episode, but she actually had an iPhone for the day. And she took this video and she kind of like took my phone and you know scanned the entire tent and you can just see like people just like yeah. swatting flies and if you don't know what they're like really like waving their hands about you don't really realize that there's this ginormous fly issue but I mean you worked from like Wednesday Thursday Friday and even Saturday morning like trying to rid of these flies mm. and like take care of the situation so you you tried for three and a half days yeah. to try and deal with the fly situation nothing worked and I mean it was kind of just up until the evening because once it cooled down a little bit yeah then they weren't an issue but I agree with you like that was definitely and I think like with that being kind of like our only issue that's pretty good I feel like a lot of people on their wedding days like there's major major issues yeah that go wrong or like they're like oh I wish you know what actually one thing aside from the flies and you'll agree with me on this I still cannot believe we did not do this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Take you more know. pictures of Penny? Yeah. We have Penny yeah. at the ceremony and we did not get one professional photo with her. Like, what was the... I think it's not that big of a deal. It's I think a that huge deal. I feel me. like those all those stage pictures are like, yeah. other than the ones that we did on location, Yeah, the ones where we're just like all standing there, I don't see a, a point in those, like in having them. Like with, so basically like, like after the marriage, yeah. we like did kind of like a group photo yeah. with 
all the families, yeah. you know, like they end up my cousins in a, and stuff. They end up and on I agree. Your, they all end up on your funeral slideshow. But until then, well, but that of... was kind. Of, that's kind of why, like you know, like we've had honestly, you and I. Two of my uncles passed away this year. Two of your grandparents right. passed away this year. We've had like a major year of loss in our family, and I, that was kind of why I wanted to do them. It was like you know, we're kind of never all together as a family. And so I thought it made sense to do them. Would have I changed it if we like had to redo the day? No, I'd still do them. But that was definitely one of those things that I'm like, eh, we don't really need these, but... What we should have done is taken Kenny in the limo and taken her to some of those spots. Yeah, but that would have been hard. Yeah. It was just nice to be the two of us. We would have needed two people to follow us with Penny. Yeah, it was... Throw her in at the end. Yeah, I really loved, like, the photos with you. Like, the whole... Like, everyone was just such good sports. Like, your groomsmen, my bridesmaids. Like, everyone was just really good about, you know, taking a few hours and doing pictures and stuff. I don't know. That was a really, like, big highlight of the day. Yeah, I would agree. I think a lot of it was because we had the best two photographers and videographers. Like you Agreed. can't get, you cannot get better than those. No, uh, they're incredible. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty something else. Yes. Shout out to Lori, Andrew, Mitch and Kendall. You guys are amazing. So another question is, were you able to be fully present on the big day? I know it can be a challenge. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. Yeah. There was like a couple hours after supper where I didn't see you. And um couple hours after. Like full like I'm saying. Oh, I, mean, I think fully, when we were just kind of like yeah. and I'm floating saying, around yeah. and visiting with people, yeah. Like fully present together is what I assume. That, no, just that like I think just like fully present in your day, like maybe not um, you know, stressing about stuff. Like people I think what she's saying is like everyone says your wedding day goes by so fast. And I didn't feel that way. Like, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, this day is dragging. That's not what I'm saying. But I also didn't feel like, holy shit, I can't believe it's 2.30 a.m. already. You know, and I think that more so had to do with how we created the timeline. You know, like, the morning wasn't rushed. Honestly, the girls and I showed up at the salon at like 8 a.m., We didn't have to be back home until 12. It was just so chill. It was a really relaxing morning. I know like your morning was a little bit more hectic and stuff, doing stuff on site. Like you went to dealing with flies, dealing with flies, you know, so he didn't have a super relaxing morning. But then I think once we saw each other and like did the pictures and once we got like our vows out of the way and then we did the pictures and then we showed up at the ceremony that was it was kind of like all right like this is I was most nervous by myself right when I woke up I was like oh man I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the ring in the grass so (laughs) the the tent's gonna be you know full of flies and speakers aren't gonna work and then we did the vows and then I was a lot less nervous yeah because I was nervous for that and then from there on, I thought I would be nervous for like the the ceremony, ceremony part, but then I really wasn't. It's, yeah, it didn't seem as major. Oh, plus it's all like rehearsed. 
But how much nervous would have you been at the ceremony had we not done our vows before? Yeah, for sure. 10 out of 10. And I think everyone remembers you saying in part one that you wish we were seeing each other for the first time at the ceremony. You totally caught me off guard when we recorded part one of this. If I could go back, I wish we would have saw each other right when we woke up in the morning. Well, yeah, like you almost barged into my room. I didn't want that. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You came to say good morning. I was like, get out of here. They came to give you money or something. Uh, All right, what's the next? Yeah, so anyways, but no. So were we able to be fully present on the day? I think so. There was not one moment where I was like, shit, I wish I could go back (laughs) and redo that. We're going to have to delete that. It's okay. Cut that. It's okay. So, okay, another favorite moment of the day. (laughs) I think this one's kind of funny, and I think it's, like, important we address it. I'd like to. She says, do you guys sleep in the same room now? It's weird that you would change (laughs) from getting married. So... Unless that was the reason that two people, like... uh, you know, whatever, right? Maybe that's someone yeah, doesn't realize. Sure. Um, like, so that's not why, like, not being married is not why we don't sleep in the same room. You read a study on it, didn't you? Well, you I think me. I, yeah, I think there's like stats on people this. People are genuinely happier. You just have a better sleep. So that's why we that's don't not why sleep we, we, in the yeah. same room is because. So as I mentioned before, I go to bed religiously. By 10 p.m. Like last night I was sleeping at 9.30. And Scott, on the other hand. I like to stay up. Like he he goes to bed. You like enter your room at what? Like three? No, like two. Okay, two. But then he stays on his phone until like five. Sometimes. Yeah, that is, I think, pretty typical. No, and I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I'll go through. You're on your phone I'm a back, lot. I'm back in that mode right now. So. Like, he'll watch full-on, like, movies yeah. on his phone in bed, and I just, I I can't. No. I can't I be around life. I don't expect anyone to. And but, but I, like, I don't, I'm not saying I have to do that. Like, we, but like, we could, we, you and we do. like that? I like to sleep. I also, like, I also flail and roll around a lot. That's the biggest issue. That's the biggest issue is I, like, don't move in my sleep. I just go to sleep and I wake up in the exact same position. And Scott, he thrashes around. And, like, it is just mind-blowing to me how much he moves. I'm active. Well, yeah. (laughs) So... Um, you know, it was maybe like three summers ago now. I don't know. It's been years, but I thought, why don't we just try sleeping in different beds? And you were on board and life has been great. Yep. Things have been. So what was the question? If we, oh, we sleep in, beds sleep in now. the same yeah, bed, but like that was like the reason why we sleep in different beds wasn't because mm-hmm. we weren't married. Correct. And so now that we're married, we still sleep. Right. Like I have a room, you have a room. I sleep. I keep my room extremely cold yeah. and silent. I like. Well, we both we both have very dark, silent rooms. We 
but, mm, but I like to be warm. Yuri's not so much silent, but he likes to be warm. I like to be freezing. Like and in the plus middle. my uh, water tap <laughs> machine would wake you up every time. Um, are you wanting to no, tell everyone about They'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. How has your love changed now that you're married? I feel like there's been a shift. Like in part one, they, there was a question that asked, like, what will change when you're married? And I was like, mm, nothing will change because we've lived together for eight years. Like, what could possibly change? But I don't know. There's like, I feel like something changed in a way. Like, it's cool to call you my husband. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I went to the grocery store today and like signed us up for something. And I referred to you as mm-hmm. my husband. I was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's pretty, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that now that you know that there's no option of, you know, like uh, not being together, it's just like, you know, like, I don't know. There's, it adds that level of seriousness. Like solidity? Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. There's sure. like, I don't know, something like, more solid. Yeah. I don't know. We're a union. <laughs> Something shifted. I don't have words for it, but something shifted. But we love each other more now. Every single day. Yes. Right? My maid of honor in her speech, she said, let today be the day that you two love each other the least. And that came from the speeches. All the speeches were great. Yeah, speeches were great. We yeah. knew we knew they would be. MC was pretty funny, and I couldn't these... imagine having like not having them all on video. The um, the biggest difference I will say between like other weddings is the bridesmaid speeches were all really funny and really entertaining. At you know? our wedding, because usually they get pretty typical. Well, yeah. there was one bridesmaid speech, yes, and she did it with. The best Correct. man. So I would highly recommend that on the next. Yeah, like if you are planning your wedding right now, mm-hmm. and I mean, <laughs> you don't want to like purposely do this, but it just so happened that my maid of honor and Scott's best man were husband and wife. And so if you find yourself in that same situation, highly recommend them yeah, doing like a dual speech. Like they just teamed up and did it, and it was just so good. I. I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, now this is like getting into honeymoon stuff. We went on a honeymoon. We're back. We were in Mexico. Um, she asks, do you agree all-inclusive resort in a hot country is the way to honeymoon? Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like really both into like camping or something and you like genuinely get pleasure from being in the bush sure and like yeah that's always a cool honeymoon too like if like I, I do think that like road trip honeymoons would be pretty cool because you'd like you're adventuring and you see yeah. things but ultimately like the wedding is a ton of effort and you just go all inclusive and don't really worry about anything the other good thing is, is like you paid for it so you just go and Get your money's worth, really. You just stuff your face. You choose, like, all the most expensive things on the menu. 
and just eat and eat and eat and eat. And that was basically our honeymoon. But honestly, like, I think... So we are really happy that we did, like, someplace hot. It was a nice way to, I think, like, end the summer in a way, right? Like, someplace super hot because once we got home... I mean, it's been hot lately, but it's... Like, Saskatchewan's fall comes soon. Like, September's pretty chilly. October starts to get really cold. It was hotter so. today than it was in Mexico. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I texted the boys. No, it was. Oh, it was like, today, today. But 20, not while we were there. It was 26 there. at noon. Wow, felt, 26 felt like 30 in It was extremely hot when we were in Mexico. It was, like, feels like 49. There was also two earthquakes right. while we were there, which a lot of people don't know because... I wasn't posting. I like did not touch Instagram while we were there, which, you know, that's what I would recommend. If you're going on a honeymoon, I kind of made this. I think it's kind of like obvious that you don't want to be on your phone a lot while you're on your honeymoon. Like that's pretty obvious. But as someone who is on Instagram every day for her business, I like made this decision that I wasn't even going to touch. Yeah. That's one phone. thing. Like if you're, if you work on your phone, don't be on your phone. Yeah. It but felt if you're really like good. reading books and playing games, like have at her. Yeah. Vacation. The only time I used my phone was to like basically text my parents who were watching Penny for us. Right. But I think when it comes down, like the last thing I wanted to say about the honeymoon was, I think it comes down to like, you need to talk like the two of you about like what it is that you actually want to do on your honeymoon. Like, do you want it to be super relaxing or do you want it to be like adventurous? Right. Because like you said, yeah, doing a road trip, like that would be, yeah. But you and I decided, you know, we wanted something really relaxing. We just kind of didn't want to think about anything and so if you're feeling the same way, that's what I would definitely recommend for your honeymoon. It was a great experience. Yeah. And I can even link up in our show notes, like which resort we went to. Mm-hmm. It was like this boutique resort and it only had 80 rooms and we went on the off season, obviously. So they told us it was only like 40% capacity. So it was really chill. I loved it. it like you actually felt... One thing that surprised me about our honeymoon is like I was expecting to feel really relaxed, but I wasn't expecting to feel so pampered. You know, like I really felt like, yeah, that wow, pl- that place sort of goes above and beyond. Yeah. But again, the best part was that, oh, yeah, like you're only there with 30 other couples. And, and basically everyone's on their honeymoon. Yeah. So they, like everyone wants just yeah. chill and and no kids so there was no right. like the waiters don't spend a whole ton of time with like running drinks to 100 people they're sort of back at you in 10 minutes or whatever and yeah i would really recommend that same one for yeah i'll link it up in the show notes for everyone sure okay the next couple of questions or the last ones left are basically just for me so I'm gonna be answering those because Scott doesn't need to like comment in on those so 
The question is, what made you say yes to your dress? So I actually love talking about my dress shopping experience. However, I do believe around this time last year, because I chose my dress just like over a year ago, it was August of 2022. So I believe I did record an entire episode about dress shopping. So I won't go into like the entire story because you know I love my stories and I really do love the story about my dress shopping experience like I said but basically to just get right to your question what made me say yes to my dress was basically I had one from a previous store that I thought was the one So I had another appointment, like basically I thought I found my dress on the Friday morning it was, and then we went out for lunch and then I had one more appointment and we could have canceled it, but it would have been a fee and my mom and my aunt and my maid of honor who were there shopping with me, they were having a really good time and they were like, why don't we just go to this place? You know, we're having so much fun. Let's just try on a bunch of dresses since you found the one you want. Why don't we just like go in there and try on a bunch of different styles of dresses that you haven't been trying on yet? And basically the one that I thought I was getting was kind of like an A-line. I do have a picture of it still, but yeah, it was, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm not really like good with describing bridal dresses but it was definitely a-line it wasn't like super puffy but um yeah that was it was not like snug or anything like that but it was really pretty and so when we went to this last shop in the afternoon I basically told my mom my aunt and my brides my maid of honor who was shopping with me I told them all to pick out some dresses that they wanted to see on me and I didn't even pick out a single dress I just tried on whatever they wanted me to try on and then I got to one of the dresses that my aunt had picked out which was gosh what's the word like you know the form-fitting one which is a ah fit and flare that's what they call them a fit and flare and yeah I put it on it was super gorgeous and like just seeing it on the hanger I thought it was beautiful but I really wasn't trying on a lot that were really snug to my body so I put it on thinking that it was a beautiful dress but like you know it wasn't the one I put it on and my immediate thought was, holy shit, like I really love this dress. And then I stepped out of the change room and for the first time during like my entire dress shopping experience, my mom, my aunt and my maid of honor, their jaws dropped and they all looked at each other and they were just speechless for the very first time. Like even the dress that I thought I was getting the one that I found that morning they did not have that reaction so it was pretty cool seeing their reaction and then I think like seeing their reaction just solidified how I felt about the dress and I just kind of like couldn't like I just felt so giddy 
I felt pretty in the dress from the morning, but I didn't really feel like a bride. And the dress that had like the big reaction on everyone that I was shopping with, um, I actually felt like I was like, okay, I feel like a bride in this. So that's the one that I ended up going with. A lot of people ask, like, did you cry? I did not cry. My mom and my aunt did, but I did not cry. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think I've ever cried over clothing before, to be honest. <laughs> but I definitely like felt it in my bones that that was the dress. And then once I got it, like once it actually came in a few months later, I put it on and I loved it even more. And then I put it on again for my first fitting. And like, basically what I'm saying is every single time I put it on after that, I just fell more and more in love with this dress. So I am very happy with the dress that I chose and Scott seemed to like it. Everyone seemed to like it. And I was going for like a vintage vibe, which the vintage theme of our wedding was inspired by my dress. Um, but I really love that. Like basically our entire wedding, like the theme was around my dress because it really did inspire the theme, the vintage theme, which I think came together really nicely. So I actually wanted to end with this question and this question comes from one of my lovely clients. So keeping her anonymous, of course, but hello, sweetheart, just saying hello and giving her a little bit of a shout out because she came in with a question about the nervous system and just like how it relates to the whole wedding planning process. So it's two parts. And she says, how do you feel your nervous system slash work in somatic experiencing helped you around the whole wedding process? Like that includes wedding planning, but also like the day of the entire wedding experience. So that's part one. And then she asks, do you feel any differently than you did in the past handling any kind of like life stressors or your outlook on things like, you know, big events and stuff like that? So I love this question so much and I just think it's so thoughtful and I'm excited to answer it. So going to part one is how do you feel your nervous system slash somatic experiencing work helped you around this whole process? So I actually thought a lot about this because I know a lot of people find wedding planning and the day of extremely stressful. You know, I've heard from many, many brides in my life that they just could not wait for their wedding to be over because the entire planning process was super stressful. And then also like just leading up to the wedding was even more stressful. So when we do nervous system work and trauma healing and work through 
a somatic experiencing lens. And, you know, just this is kind of a side note, but I just want to make sure everyone understands, you know, I have been studying somatic experiencing for the past three years. And at the end of November, I will be fully certified as a somatic experiencing practitioner. But not only am I doing the training, but part of becoming a somatic experiencing practitioner, it actually requires you to do your own trauma healing with a somatic experiencing practitioner, which I think is absolutely necessary for being a somatic experiencing practitioner. Like you need to be doing your own work. You need to be going within yourself in order to help other people. So for the past three plus years, I have been doing my own somatic experiencing and trauma healing, and that has done absolute magic and wonders for my nervous system and my capacity to handle more like activation in my life or in other words like stressful times so I spent 13 months planning our wedding and you know by no means is wedding planning easy there's a lot of things moving and things to consider and like it's it's a big job bigger than I even honestly realized off the start Um, but at no point did I ever feel stressed and the reason for that is is because of my nervous system capacity now when we support our nervous system and do somatic work and do this type of trauma healing what happens is we actually build our capacity and what that means is when our capacity grows or when we build our capacity we also have like this bigger range to experience activation in our life and still be okay or in other words and still be present so we can have all of this activation going on and we can still remain present we can still like be experiencing it and be present with that so I think like you know a lot of people think when you know you do this healing work um all of a sudden like everything's all good and you know there's no stressors in your life and everything is all you know just absolutely perfect but that's not what healing is one of our goals with somatic experiencing is actually being able to be present or remain present with the activation like that's the one of the ultimate goals of doing this work and so with having said that after doing somatic experiencing work and working with my own nervous system for the past several years the past 13 months of wedding planning, although they have been, you know, activating and stressful and there's been like all these moving parts and stuff, I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel stressed. 
And I just honestly felt very much okay. I, I even had a lot of fun with it. And so to answer her question, you know, I really don't think that would have been possible had I not done all of the nervous system healing and somatic work that I did do over the past several years because my window of tolerance has grown, like my capacity has grown. And in the past, I wouldn't have been able to be with that much activation and still be okay. So I think that answers her first part. And then the second part is, do you feel any differently than you did in the past handling any stressors? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in the past, things would have felt very, very overwhelming for me. And, you know, that feeling of things just feeling like way too much that happened to me a lot in the past. And like I said, over these past 13 months of wedding planning, I really felt like I had so much fun with them. I wouldn't say that I had like post-wedding blues or anything, which shoot, that was something that I wanted to talk to Scott about. I thought that would have been a fun topic. But, um, you know, after the wedding, I definitely wasn't feeling like down in the dumps because I know that's a thing for a lot of people is, you know, you plan and plan and plan and plan and then your big day comes and it's like the best day of your life. And then all of a sudden it's just like kind of nothing. And a lot of people get quite sad. Like that's why they call it like the post wedding blues. But I wouldn't say I felt that. I was more so like I would go on Pinterest for an example. And then I'd be like, oh, wait, I have nothing to really look at on here because I would go on Pinterest and specifically just like spend time on Pinterest looking for fun wedding ideas or I would go on TikTok and be watching like all these videos from wedding accounts and stuff so it was just kind of weird being like oh I don't have to watch these things anymore or I don't have to go on Pinterest and you know find all of these like cool ideas anymore so that was just something that I just noticed like oh wow okay you know I don't really have use for Pinterest at this moment in time anymore um but I wouldn't say that I was sad about it I definitely had fun doing it though so it's kind of one of those things that it's like ah I had so much fun planning but now I you know it's really cool like Scott and I were on our honeymoon and we were there Sunday to Sunday so I thought that we were there like eight days it was perfect I thought that was a really nice amount of time to be there and obviously like who wants to leave a beach where you literally have no cares in the world, you know, like we were being fed, we didn't have to cook clean, you know, who wants to leave that? But I love my life here so much. Like I genuinely love sitting down and recording these podcast episodes for you. I love my clients so incredibly much, you know, my one-on-one sessions with my clients are hands down one of my 
favorite things in my life to do and I want to do it for the rest of my life so I am just truly so in love with my life here where I live with Scott and Penny and in our beautiful home and so I was like really excited to get back and kind of get back into you know just normal living and stuff so I think that is also like that also speaks to the work that I've done nervous system wise too you know life doesn't have to be perfect but part of working with your nervous system and specifically through like a somatic experiencing lens is you know we're not looking for perfect but like can we notice what is working or can we notice what feels good right we're we're not waiting for everything to be absolutely perfect or a hundred percent but can we even notice what is good can we notice those things and um yeah I think even like the somatic work that I've done for myself over the years has really helped me just be so filled up with my own life and so happy with my own life, even if things aren't totally where, you know, we want them to be or whatever, like they're not perfect, obviously. But, um, you know, even though they're not, I just love my life so much. So having said that, I was very excited to get back from our honeymoon and just get back to the routine. And I know that I haven't been here on the podcast with you for a few weeks. Last week when we got home, I was just honestly so drained. I think I was still catching up from the busyness and lack of sleep around the wedding. And even though I got tons of sleep and tons of rest on our honeymoon, I actually ended up coming home with some kind of virus. I think I had like norovirus or something. I did a COVID test and it wasn't COVID, but oh my gosh, it was like a 24 hour COVID. So that's why I'm saying I had like norovirus. But anyways, I am feeling better this week and I hope you're doing well, my friends. And like I said, I know I haven't been here or the shows on the podcast haven't been regular since the wedding, but I'm back. I'm staying put for a while. So you can be looking forward to weekly episodes and just know that I'm back and I'm grateful to be back. So thanks again for listening. I'm so happy that so many of you wanted this part two with Scott and I talking about our wedding. So thank you so much for listening and you will hear from me again next week. Thank you.